0: I I don't O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, October 22nd. The Word of God is what protects us against deception and delusion. In the world we now live in, finding truth is something you have to seek after with all of your heart, because there are so many lies being pushed and promoted through the mainstream media. We must love truth and seek after truth. Truth is a person, and that person is Yeshua. We are warned about a strong, deluding spirit that will be present in the end days, as it is written in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Beloved, I believe we are rapidly approaching the end days, so guard your mind and your heart by staying in the Word and staying close to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give Pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support now let's continue our journey through the entire bible in 1 year this week we are reading from the israel bible for the hebrew scriptures and from the king james for the brit hadash today we continue the torah portion va'yera and it means and he appeared genesis 21 22 to 34 At that time Abimelech and Phicol, chief of his troops, said to Abraham, HaShem is with you in everything that you do. Therefore swear to me here by HaShem that you will not deal falsely with me or with my kith and kin, but will deal with me and with the land in which you have sojourned as loyally as I have dealt with you. And Abraham said, I swear it. Then Abraham reproached Abimelech for the well of water which the servants of Abimelech had seized. But Abimelech said, I do not know who did this. You did not tell me, nor have I heard of it till today. Abraham took sheep, and oxen, and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a pact. Abraham then set seven ewes of the flock by themselves, and Abimelech said to Abraham, What mean these seven ewes which you have set apart? He replied, You are to accept these seven ewes from me as proof that I dug this well. Hence, that place was called Beersheba, for there the two of them swore an oath. When they had concluded the pact at Beersheba, Abimelech and Phicol, the chief of his troops, departed and returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk at Beersheba and invoked there the name of Hashem, the everlasting God. And Abraham resided in the land of the Philistines a long time. Jeremiah 39.1-41.18 In the ninth year of King Zedekiah of Yehuda, in the tenth month, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon moved against Jerusalem with his whole army, and they laid siege to it. And in the eleventh year of Zedekiah, on the ninth day of the fourth month, the walls of the city were breached. All the officers of the king of Babylon entered, and took up quarters at the middle gate, Nergal Sarezer, Samgar Nebo, Sarkachim of the Rab Saris, Nergal Sarezer, the Rab Mag, and all the rest of the officers of the king of Babylon. When King Zedekiah of Yehuda saw them, he and all the soldiers fled. They left the city at night by way of the king's garden, through the gate between the double walls, and he set out toward the Arabah. But the Chaldean troops pursued them, and they overtook Zedekiah in the steps of Jericho. They captured him and brought him before King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon at Riblah in the region of Hamath, and he put him on trial. The king of Babylon had Zedekiah's children slaughtered at Riblah before his eyes. The king of Babylon had all the nobles of Yehuda slaughtered. Then the eyes of Zedekiah were put out and he was chained in bronze fetters, that he might be brought to Babylon. The Chaldeans burned down the king's palace, and the houses of the people by fire, and they tore down the walls of Jerusalem. The remnant of the people that was left in the city, and the defectors who had gone over to him, the remnant of the people that was left, were exiled by Nebuzaradan, the chief of the guards, to Babylon. But some of the poorest people who owned nothing were left in the land of Yehuda by Nebuzaradan the chief of the guards, and he gave them vineyards and fields at that time. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had given orders to Nebuzaradan the chief of the guards concerning Jeremiah, Take him and look after him, do him no harm, but grant whatever he asks of you. So Nebuzaradan, the chief of the guards, and Nebuchadnezzar, the rab and Nergal-sereser, the Rabmag and all the commanders of the kings of Babylon, sent and had Jeremiah brought from the prison compound. They committed him to the care of Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, that he might be left at liberty in a house. So he dwelt among the people." the word of hashem had come to jeremiah while he was still confined in the prison compound go and say to ebed melech the ethiopian thus said the lord of hosts the god of israel i am going to fulfill my words concerning this city for disaster not for good and they shall come true on that day in your presence but i will save you on that day declares hashem you shall not be delivered into the hands of the men your dread. I will rescue you, and you shall not fall by the sword. You shall escape with your life, because you trusted me, declares Hashem. The word that came to Jeremiah from Hashem after Nebuzaradan, the chief of the guard, set him free at Ramah, to which he had taken him, chained in fetters, among those from Jerusalem and Yehuda who were being exiled to Babylon. The chief of the guards took charge of Jeremiah, and he said to him, HaShem your God threatened this place with this disaster, and now HaShem has brought it about. He has acted as he threatened, because you sinned against HaShem and did not obey him. That is why this has happened to you. Now I release you this day from the fetters which were on your hands. If you would like to go with me to Babylon, come, and I will look after you. And if you don't want to come with me to Babylon, you need not. See, the whole land is before you. Go wherever seems good and right to you. But Jeremiah did not turn back. Or go to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has put in charge of the towns of Yehuda and stay with him among the people, or go wherever you want to go. The chief of the guards gave him an allowance of food and dismissed him. So Jeremiah came to Gedaliah son of Ahikam at Mitzpah and stayed with him among the people who were left in the land. The officers of the troops in the open country and their men with them heard that the king of Babylon had put Gedaliah son of Ahikam in charge of the region and that he had put in his charge the men, women, and children of the poorest in the land those who had not been exiled, to Babylon. So they with their men came to Gedaliah at Mitzpah, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, Yochanan, and Jonathan, the sons of Korea, Sariah, son of Tanhumath, the sons of Ephi, the Nedophatite, and Jezaniah, son of the Makathite. Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, reassured them and their men, saying, Do not be afraid to serve the Chaldeans. Stay in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and it will go well with you. I am going to stay in Mitzpah to attend upon the Chaldeans who will come to us. But you may gather wine and figs and oil and put them in your own vessels and settle in the towns you have occupied. Likewise, all the Judeans who were in Moab, Ammon, and Edom, or who were in other lands, heard that the king of Babylon had let a remnant stay in Yehuda, and that he had put Gedaliah son of Ahikam son of Shaphan in charge of them. All these Judeans returned from all the places to which they had scattered. They came to the land of Yehuda, to Gedaliah at Mitzpah, and they gathered large quantities of wine and figs. Yochanan, son of Korea, and all the officers of the troops in the open country came to Gedaliah at Mitzpah and said to him, Do you know that King Balas of Ammon has sent Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, to kill you? But Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, would not believe them. Yochanan, son of Korea, also said secretly to Gedaliah at Mitzpah, Let me go and strike down Ishmael, son of Nathaniah before anyone knows about it. Otherwise he will kill you, and all the Judeans who have gathered about you will be dispersed, and the remnant of Yehuda will perish. But Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, answered Yochanan, son of Korea, Do not do such a thing. What you are saying about Ishmael is not true. In the seventh month, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, son of Elishama, who was of royal descent and one of the king's commanders, came with ten men to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mitzpah, and they ate together there at Mitzpah. Then Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and the ten men who were with him arose and struck down Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, with the sword and killed him, because the king of Babylon had put him in charge of the land Ishmael also killed all the Judeans who were with him with Gedaliah and Mitzpah and the Chaldean soldiers who were stationed there the second day after Gedaliah was killed when no one yet knew about it eighty men came from Shechem, Shiloh and Shomron their beards shaved their garments torn and their bodies gashed carrying meal offerings and frankincense to present at the house of Hashem Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, went out from Mitzpah to meet them, weeping as he walked. As he met them, he said to them, "'Come to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam.' When they came inside the town, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and the men who were with him, slaughtered them, and threw their bodies into a cistern. But there were ten men among them who said to Ishmael, "'Don't kill us. We have stores hidden in a field, wheat, barley, oil, and honey.' So he stopped, and did not kill them along with their fellows. The cistern into which Ishmael threw all the corpses of the men he had killed in the affair of Gedaliah was the one that King Asa had constructed on account of King Basha of Israel. That was the one which Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, filled with corpses. Ishmael carried off all the rest of the people who were in Mizpah, including the daughters of the king, All the people left in Mitzpah, over whom Nebuzaradan, the chief of the guards, had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, carried them off and set out to cross over to the Ammonites. Yochanan, son of Kareah, and all the army officers with him heard of all the crimes committed by Ishmael, son of Nethaniah. They took all their men and went to fight against Ishmael, son of Nethaniah. And they encountered him by the great pool in Givon. When all the people held by Ishmael saw Yochanan, son of Korea, and all the army officers with him, they were glad. All the people whom Ishmael had carried off from Mitzpah turned back and went over to Yochanan, son of Korea. But Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, escaped from Yochanan with eight men and went to the Ammonites. Jokanan son of Korea, And all the army officers with him took all the rest of the people whom he had rescued from Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, from Mitzpah after he had murdered Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the men, soldiers, women, children, and eunuchs whom Yochanan had brought back from Gibbon. They set out, and they stopped at Geruth, Shimham near Bet-Lechem, on their way to go to Egypt because of the Chaldeans. For they were afraid of them, because Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, had killed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, whom the king of Babylon had put in charge of the land. 2 Timothy 1, 1-18 Paul, an apostle of Yeshua HaMashiach, by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Yeshua. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, mercy and peace from God the Father and Yeshua our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in you also. Wherefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, And of a sound mind. Be therefore not ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Yeshua before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Saviour Yeshua who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him against that day. Hold fast, the form of sound words which you have heard of me in faith and love which is in Yeshua. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit which dwells in us. This you know, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and her- Hermogenes. The Lord give mercy to the house of Onicephorus, for he has often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day, and in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus. You know very well. Psalm 91 to ninety one to sixteen. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to destruction and say, Return, you children of men, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. You carry them away as with the flood. They are as sleep. In the morning they are like grass which grows up. In the morning it flourishes and grows up. In the evening it is cut down and withers. For we are consumed by your anger and by your wrath are we troubled. You have set our iniquities before us. Our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days are passed away in your wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? Even according to your fear, so is your wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long, and let it repent you concerning your servants. O satisfy us early with your mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein you have afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let your work appear unto your servants, and your glory... Unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, the work of our hands establish it. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shall you trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Proverbs 26, 1 and 2 As snow in summer, and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion, from Genesis chapter 22. And then we're going to jump into Jeremiah. And so in chapter 21, we see that Abraham makes a an agreement or a contract with Abimelech. And um, it has to do with a well in the region of Beersheba. And so in verse 30, he replied, You are to accept these seven years from me as proof that I dug this well. Verse 31 Hence that place was called Beersheba, for there the two of them swore an oath. So the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows Abraham names the place where he entered the covenant with Abimelech Beersheba. The name Beersheba is made up of two Hebrew words, Beer, which means well hinting to the fact that this covenant acknowledged Abraham's right to the water well. The second part of the word is made up of the root, which means seven and oath. Thus, Beersheba can mean either well of the seven or well of the oath. This double meaning hints both to the seven female sheep set aside by Abraham as verification of the oath and to the oath taken with regard to the well itself. Continuing on, in verse 33, it is written, Abraham planted a tamarisk at Beersheba, and invoked there the name of Hashem, the everlasting God. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The Hebrew word used in this verse for everlasting is Olam, which also means world or universe. The world Olam is closely related to the word ne'alam, meaning hidden. The phrase el-olam, everlasting God, alludes to the fact that Hashem is also king over that which is hidden from us. God has specifically designed a world that is ruled by the laws of nature and hides His presence. It is up to man to see past his mask and reveal the godliness that is hidden throughout the universe. What a beautiful thought! And it enriches the study so much when you understand and unpack what these Hebrew words mean. Because the Bible was originally, at least the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures were written in Hebrew. And when we read it in English, we lose a lot in the translation. And it's a little bit like going from three-dimensional down to two-dimensional. Now let's jump into Jeremiah. And today we read Jeremiah 39 through 41, 18. And we're going to start with verse 5, Jeremiah chapter 39, verse 5. This is describing the downfall of Jerusalem when it goes under attack from Babylon and there's a siege that's laid against Jerusalem and then they break through the walls and then they break in and set fire to the city and set fire to the temple. So in verse 5, it is written, The Chaldean troops pursued them. This is a Zedekiah. He's running away. He's trying to get away. The Chaldean troops pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the steps of Jericho. They captured him and brought him before King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon at Riblah in the region of Hamath, and he put him on trial. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Chapter 39 describes the tragic, final downfall of Jerusalem. Zedekiah attempts to flee, but is caught just miles away from the Jordan River in Jericho. Rashi elaborates that a cave went from his house until the plains of Jericho, and he fled through the cave. The Holy One, blessed be he, ordained a deer walking on the roof of the cave. The Chaldeans pursued the deer, and when they reached the entrance of the cave in the plains of Jericho, they saw him and captured him. This is what Hezekiel said about him. I will spread my net over him, and he shall be caught in my snare. No matter what plans a person makes, God's plan prevails. Now let's jump into chapter 40, and in chapter 40, verse 1, it is written, The word that came to Jeremiah from Hashem after Nebuzaradan, the chief of the guard set him free at Ramah, to which he had taken him, chained in fetters among those from Jerusalem and Yehudah who were being exiled to Babylon. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Although King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon orders his soldiers to treat Jeremiah with respect and consideration, only when the convoy reaches Ramah, about nine kilometers north of Jerusalem, does the Babylonian captain release him from his chains. According to Rashi, Jeremiah voluntarily fettered himself to the chains leading the exiles away from Israel in order to demonstrate his complete identification with his people and their suffering. Such is the characteristic of a true leader. Though mistreated and abused by them, Jeremiah still identifies with and cares for his people. Continuing on in chapter 41, let us read verse 2. But let's start with verse 1. In the seventh month, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, son of Elishamah, who was of royal descent, and one of the king's commanders, came with ten men to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mitzpah. And they ate together there at Mitzpah. Verse 2. Then Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and the ten men who were with him, arose and struck down Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, with the sword, and killed him because the king of Babylon had put him in charge of the land. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, is appointed by the Babylonians as governor of Judah after the destruction of Jerusalem. A small band of Jewish fanatics led by Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, takes advantage of Gedaliah's hospitality, and they assassinate him on Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. As a result, the few Jews remaining in Israel flee to Egypt to avoid the vengeance of the Babylonian army, ridding the Holy Land of a Jewish presence for the remainder of the Babylonian exile. The death of the last Jewish leader in Israel marked the end of the first Israelite commonwealth. Since then, for over 2,000 years, Jews have fasted in commemoration of Gedaliah's death on the day after Rosh Hashanah to remind them how hatred and zealousness cost them their sovereignty in the land of Israel. Rabbi Abraham Isaac Cook taught that since Jerusalem was destroyed on account of hatred and factionalism, it is through love and kindness that the Jews will return to the land and the Beit HaMikdash will be rebuilt. That's a beautiful thought very beautiful that's all I have for today Shalom and Shabbat Shalom almost and we'll see you tomorrow <speaking in Hebrew> Yair Adonai Hanav ilaka Vikunneka Yisa Adonai Hanav ilaka the Aaronic Blessing from Numbers Chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you.